My stomach is telling me things. I don't know what it's telling me. That was the peanut-covered M&M's. Mm. says, more Halloween candy. Halloween! Welcome to another episode of My Favorite Feminist. My name is Megan, and I'm here with my co-host, Milana. In the same closet. Hey, guys, you're listening to the monthly podcast that explores feminist figures in the arts and sciences. Life has been a little nuts. It gets in the way, but that's why we're doing a special mini-episode. She came up for Halloween, guys, and... She stuck me in my closet, and she said she had something to tell me. So here we are. From what I understand, we are learning about a woman who invented a photography technique. Okay, a spooky photography technique. A spooky photography technique on the spookiest day of the year. Yes, just in time for Halloween. I Mm. thought this would be fun. It's just a little quickie today. (laughs) All right, you you ready for some laughs? I'm so ready. This is going to be good. Okay. All right, so real talk time. If I die before you, can I haunt you in your photos? Yes. Okay. 100%. Cool. I don't even know why you have to ask that. I, it's just because, like, <laughs> as your best friend, like, honestly, I'm going to be doing that anyway. Yeah. But, like, I'm talking, like, sexy selfies. Like, I'm there. <laughs> like. Yo. I'm, I'm going to be your hype woman in the back. <laughs> I, like, family Thanksgiving dinner. Uh. I'll be trying to eat the mashed potatoes. Like. Yes, okay. 100%. Good. So I asked that today because our spooky Halloween mini episode, we are talking about the woman who most likely invented the Victorian spirit photography technique. What? I didn't even know that was a technique. It's a thing. Oh, it was man. such a thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And so that is Hannah Frances Green, also possibly known as Helen Stewart. What? Bit of a two-for-one special. Oh, we'll get into weird. that. Okay. We'll get into that, yeah. All right. Maybe there are two different people named Helen. Well, one is Hannah. Hannah. Oh. The other is Helen. Oh. So, wow. yeah, I'm talking about Hannah today. Not That's what we were focusing on. Yes. Although Hannah is most likely Helen. So she had several personalities. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. All right. Yeah. So today we are going back here in America all the way to the mid-1800s. 1800s. All right. That's a spooky time for our country. It is. It's yeah. spooky. It's Really racist and also super conservative. But yeah, we're in the Victorian era. That's where we're talking. Where, like, mad women needed clinical orgasms. Oh, and sure. America's <laughs> first serial killer is, like, really getting off to a start. Oh, my God. So, fun times. Uh, I uh, have just the treatment for you, young lady. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, I'm a little scared. All right, well, we are headed to Boston, Massachusetts, of where we are. in the early 1860s, a new form of photography was created, ghost photography. What? Or spirit photography. These weren't just people walking around in sheets? Not quite. Okay. Although there's quite a few, like, art Instagram accounts of people doing just that. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's one of uh, the guy in France who just does it with, like, old abandoned French ruins. They're very artsy. <laughs> I'm like, why do I like this? You just cut holes out of a white sheet. <laughs> He's just hanging out. It works, though. It works. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Photography at this point, still very much in its early oh, yeah. days. Oh, yeah. It's, it's little, learning. A little baby. But given how obsessed the Victorians were with death, which was, like, a lot. Yo. Yeah. I'm not surprised spirit photography, like, became a thing. No. Especially because they would literally set up their dead for pictures. Yeah, so that is death photography. 
So when, keeping in mind, like, that was a thing. <laughs> to, like, prop up the corpses of your loved ones. Keep putting them in their Sunday best. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, they did that because literally everything would kill you during this time. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. between, like, being a child, you're likely to die. Childbirth, you're likely to die. Mm-hmm. The Civil War. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what kind of kicked off, like, modern, like, embalming practices mm-hmm. and whole funerary yeah. kind of services. They had to, like, step up their name because people were dying and decaying everywhere. And we're like, eh. Mass quantities. Awful. Yeah. So sometimes they would do the death photography mm-hmm. and they would actually, like, paint eyes Mm-hmm. To make it look a little bit more realistic, which sometimes it works. Other times you're like, no, they're obviously Why? dead. <laughs> One thing that's really creepy is because of the exposure time for mm-hmm. the death photography. Yeah. You know, the whole family would be standing around like the propped loved one. Mm-hmm. And the propped one- loved one would be like crystal clear. Uh-huh. And then the rest of them would be. Like slightly blurry and <laughs> what we expect. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> That makes it, like, even more haunting. But that is not what we're talking about today. Okay. All right. All right. Not quite. So, yeah. So, with a high probability of, like, having a death in the family and then photography's increasingly affordable prices, like, death photography was a thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Spirit photography, I mean, that was kind of the next logical step for any enterprising photography studio. Sure. And by... My my next step is um, buying a flash for my pet photography studio. I'm not really sure where they're coming from. Okay, 1860s <laughs> again. Maybe buying another light source. Like Kodak isn't even a thing at this point. They're still a few decades off. <laughs> Maybe branching out to engagement photo shoots. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah, those really stuffy, like, wedding portraits. <gasps> yeah, that's a thing. Oh, my God. But, I mean, when I say enterprising, like, I mean morally and ethically dubious. Oh, no. Yeah, that's where we're venturing. Oh, no. So, there was this guy in Boston, mm-hmm. photographer William Mumbler, who was like, hey, I bet I can totally convince people I can take pictures of them with the spirit of their loved ones. Oh, Okay. Now I just have in the back of my head somebody standing in, like, a balcony above them. They're, like, the person who's, like, sitting there, like, posing for it is, like, looking towards him, Mr. Mm -hmm. Mumbler. Yeah. And then somebody in the background lets down a little fishing line with something attached to it and, like, moving. It looks like a little ghost, a little spirit on a fishing line. There's a sheet with two eyes cut out of it. (laughs) Exactly. Just, like, mayo. In the background. I mean, that would be a lot more fun than what they actually did. But not not quite. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, the whole practice is highly questionable. Oh, no. Because the guy wasn't like, hey, I bet I can 1800s Photoshop their loved ones into a photo. Mm. But, like, convince them that their loved one was summoned from the spirit realm for a two-hour $59.99 Sears portrait session. What? Yeah. Like, like what the fuck? Did he just purposely fuck up the shot so that there was some sort of blemish in the... Not exactly. Oh it would look like their loved one was literally standing right behind them. What? How? That's what we're going to get to. Oh, God. The magic of photography at this oh, point. God. Yeah. So a great example of this mm-hmm. is with uh, William's portrait of the grieving wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, with the apparition of Abraham Lincoln right behind her. Oh. Yeah. So the trick was it's a double exposure effect. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially at this point, we're still using glass plates yeah. to take photos, and mm-hmm. they would just 
kind of preset someone already standing behind them mm-hmm. and then line it up with whoever's posing. Uh-huh. Thus, you have this, like, ghostly spirit. Oh, my God. I mean, it does look kind of creepy and cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, Jesus Christ, guys, come on. Yeah, it was super popular. And the thing is that in those in those sessions, like if you're doing a double exposure like that, you can do a lot before they come onto the set. And you only have to give them one shot because that's what photography back then was. You weren't getting like a hundred of them for mm-hmm. like the package. You were just getting one one. One good one. One and done. And that is it. Yep. And oh that crafty bastard. Yeah, and so later on this guy was taken to court on that setup with Abraham Lincoln's wife. Mm-hmm. It was there was another guy who showed how he doctored it, like how to do it. He was like, "No, this guy is totally a fake. Yeah, it's totally a fake. Totally a con. Yeah. Oh my god. Because um, like people, as, as popular as it was, it was very quick to gain criticism mm-hmm. because he was kind of harping this, like, I can literally connect you with your dead ones. They oh, will sure. be here in the studio. Oh, I'm sure. like, that is some bullshit, right? Oh, dick. So he was taken to court for fraud, and. One of his biggest critics at the time was circus founder P.T. Barnum. <laughs> he testified against him. And this is the guy who was like, there's a sucker born every minute. That guy was like, whoa, dude, you've gone way too far. <laughs> that is fucked up. Oh, my God. I hope Barnum is uh, burning in hell right now. But good for him for stepping up. Yes. Yeah. I, I, again, sometimes, like, researching this shit, you're like, well, that took a turn. I was not expecting. A circus guy? Really? Okay. All right. Fine. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, throughout this whole thing, and the guy was shown to be a fraud, but he was acquitted in this case. William is credited with creating spirit photography. But... Chances are it was not his idea, but Hannah Francis Green. Was she like his assistant at, assistant at one point? Um, they, they worked together. They worked together. Yes. Okay. So Hannah was born in Massachusetts mm-hmm. in 1832. And we know that by 1852, when she was 20, she was married and then eventually had two kids. Okay. So fast forward seven years after getting married and having the kids, her husband fucking ditches them. Fucking dick. Yeah. I've got no details, so I don't know what was up. But, I mean, that left Hannah needing to, like, provide for her family at a time when there were very few career opportunities, one for women, but then for single mothers. Yeah. But during this time, spiritualism was, like, wildly popular. So it was just, like, the idea of people being able to communicate with the dead. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you can see it as something subversive during this very conservative time. But it was also something in which women were viewed as having, like, a closer ability to connect to the dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, because men are, like, rational and logical. But women were, you know, we're, we're, in, we're in touch with the other side. Yes. We're delicate creatures. Vessels. For God. Or for spirits. Or for spirits. That's how Hannah became a mesmeric physician. Well, A.K.A. a professional clairvoyant <laughs> physician. <laughs> no, she had fucking business cards and everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the fuck did she do? She made fucking bank, apparently. Oh, my God. Yes. All right. So, before Hannah became the good physician, right, it's kind of cool. So, she's listed as, like, a hair artist. Because, like, in the Victorian era, there was a trend of, like, taking locks of hair mm-hmm. and, like, making it into, like, jewelry, necklaces, mm-hmm. like, mementos. So yeah. That was cool. People were fucking creepy in the Victorian era. A little bit. But, again, like, you're likely to die from anything and everything. So, live it up all you can. Morbid people. Okay. Yeah. How did she fix people by being... I got a little... Things are a little dubious. To, okay, they're completely dubious today. 
Hannah. Totally ethically <laughs> questionable. Hannah, let's, let's think about this. <laughs> so she's doing that. But then in 1862, records start to pop up of a oh. Mrs. H.F. Stewart. Okay. Right? And that coincides with what Anna is up to and where she is and where she's working, like, in terms of, like, the business records. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of suggesting that it's two names, but it's one person. Okay. And she professionally adopted a new persona. Okay. One that's not attributed to being, like, a single mother. Got it. Yeah. And this correlation is really credited to PhD candidate and public scholar Felicity T.C. Hammer. Okay. And that's in her, her article, which is super informative and is in the show notes. Spirit photography, 19th century innovation, and bereavement rituals was likely invented by a woman. Oh. Yeah. So she does a great job in that article, like, really laying things out. And there's, like, other articles, too, that are really informative. But basically, Felicity does a great job providing supporting evidence. Basically, it seems Hannah might have had an easier time working under this new name. And at this time, she's also working with William... And also probably giving him ideas for, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm a medium, you're mm-hmm. a photographer, you know what we could do to make some money together? Mm. Yeah. Oh, no. Hannah's not the good person in this story. Not no. quite. So, like, during William's trial, like, he claims he got the idea for spiritual photos from a male friend. A male friend. Yes. That- because he doesn't have enough ovaries to say... Hey. Well, <laughs> so Hannah was still technically married to that other guy who ditched her at that point, mm. and her and William were kind of like a couple. Mm. So it would be super scandalous if he was like, "Oh, hey, this it was this woman's idea," and also we're totally doing it, and she's still married. Like banging so hard. Yeah, that would have been a little bit of an issue. But later on in a memoir of his, he basically says without saying it's Hannah, mm-hmm. it was Hannah's idea. Yeah. <laughs> so there is that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, Hannah. I know. So, like, within the narrative of William's trial and his accreditation for this new photography trend, mm-hmm. Hannah's overlooked. But, like, she did enjoy a really robust career as a spiritual healer even after leaving her second husband, William, in the 1870s. I, I got no details. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> There was an 1893 article, The Rights of Hannah. She is a cultured lady of a fine personal appearance and unwearable vitality. One is impressed with her self-confidence born of continued success. I mean, okay, she so had a lot of personality. Hannah arguably conned her way into a comfortable life. Oh, for sure. Playing on the spiritual and emotional vulnerabilities of the public. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. And while, like, personal details are few and far between, like, we we do know that she was a woman that played the game. And, you know, she realized a lucrative avenue that would allow a single mother in the second half of the 1800s to, like, not only support herself, but her family as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that allowed her to thrive. And she invented, like, a spooky and exploitative type of photography process along the way. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, while the content of what Hannah did doesn't count as feminist to me. No. <laughs> um, the, the fact that she put herself out there and she made a career for herself, albeit a very questionable one, <laughs> that's why we're talking about her today. That's that's, that's what's feminist. All right. You, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, no, like, hate the game, not the player. Okay? Yeah. Um, oh, so, Milana, after I'm gone and dead and you're taking your selfie, sure. sexy selfies, yeah. um, just know that I'm with you 
You're in spirit. Oh, I'll make sure to say hi. Well, I may not actually show up in your selfies. Uh, it's because of Hannah Francis Green that there's a chance that I might. Aww. Yeah, so. You know when you die, I'm going to have to Photoshop you into a picture. I would, I was thinking about that. I was like, <laughs> what if that bitch dies before me? Like, do I, like, <laughs> Photoshop Milena into all my, everything like, trips everything. afterwards? <laughs> like... Does that make me crazy or just, like, a really good best friend? Uh, and I'm obviously a really good best friend. Looking on the stuffs? You say these things in Spanish. Like, I'll just <laughs> magically be like, oh, si. <laughs> si. Both. Both is good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you can be crazy and an amazing best friend. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just don't kill anyone unless you absolutely have to. That took a turn. <laughs> Elon, is there something you need to tell me about? All right. We may or may not be back for another episode. Um, Pending any potential criminal charges for Milena. Was it self-defense? Just don't tell me. Don't tell me. All right. Um, Well, as always. Thank you again for joining us. Happy Halloween, everyone. And Milan, if people are interested in finding out more about, like, the article that I mentioned and seeing some of these photos, where can they go? We have a website. It's myfavoritefeminist.com. <laughs> I'm making her laugh. We have an email. That's info at myfavoritefeminist.com. We have a Facebook and an Instagram. That's under My Favorite Feminists. We have a Twitter, but we don't need to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> or Instagram. Or Facebook. Or just email us. Just, it's actually, fine, just, really. Yeah. Or just, like, if you know us in person, just just text us, really. Uh. <laughs> I got real personal. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, you can listen to us on any major platforms for podcasts. So that's, you know this. You're listening to us now. But it takes two seconds to like, subscribe, share, comment. Let us know. What was your favorite Halloween costume? Oh, my goodness. Okay, my best <laughs> costume to date yes. is Beetlejuice in his wedding suit. That was a banging one. That was really fun. I enjoyed I it. I was so proud of you when uh, I saw it. I was like, oh. It was a lot of fun. It was amazing. And yeah. I still show people that. Thank you. Thank you. What about uh, you? Uh, oh, which one of mine? Many. Oh, one of my many amazing Halloween costumes. I'm definitely the better one. Megan, you have utter complete failures for your Halloween costumes that we shall not mention. <coughs> Chocobo. I, you, you I just know. did that. You just did that. Now you have to explain the Chocobo. No, I'm not explaining it. <laughs> All right. I can cut that out. I don't know. I really liked my Lady one, and I really liked my unicorn, and I really liked... <laughs> <laughs> Milan has options. I have options. Yes. I just really like dressing up. Oh, oh, my rose quartz costume. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let us know. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye. Welcome to another episode of My Favorite Feminist Mind. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>